got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the war. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah. That coffee down the freight sales podcast. My name's Kevin Hill, and uh, as always, I'm here with Dooner over in central headquarters of, of Dooner Land, where we're going to talk about role playing and sales today. How are you doing, Dooner? I'm doing awesome, and I'm just pulling the uh, the LinkedIn group in the comments up right now. If you're in the comments, say hello. Sheeta Dave, she's already there. She says, "Good morning, Kevin Hill." Uh, let me post this out to everybody. All right, so we have a hurricane coming up. Everybody be safe out there. Hurricane Laura is on track to become a life-threatening storm. And this is why we started covering this on Friday, right, Kevin Hill? We were like, you know, this storm's coming, and we don't want people to let their guard down because of Marco. Like, there was a good indication that Marco may fall apart, right? But you don't want to see that and then not do anything because Laura could become the strongest hurricane to hit the continental United States since Hurricane Michael, a Category 5 storm, destroyed portions of the Florida panhandle in October of 2018. Stay tuned to FreightWaves TV and FreightWaves.com for all of your latest storm alerts. And check Sonar for critical events. Be safe out there. Help your neighbor and share an umbrella if you got an extra. And uh, hey, Joseph Landry. Hey, Anthony and uh, Rhonda Tamara. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us in the comments today. Uh, Kevin Hill, man, this is going to be a great week. We got a lot to get to. We're going to do that sales role playing with Hub Tech, like you mentioned. But first, how about we talk a little bit about some now, Kevin, this is a weird one. We were talking about this before we went on air. It seems that so this doctor, right? The Scotsman reports this doctor, Dar- Dr. Laura Fotenine. She says uh, she's an associate professor at Netherlands Leiden University. She says, be careful about using periods moving forward because they give uh, young people anxiety. I, I don't even know where that comes from. I, I really don't. You know, so so are we not throwing periods on? I, I guess it's just texts and, and IMs or, or DMs. Or is it like, uh, you know, well, it sounds like it can't be like media. It sounds like she's saying it from the perspective of informal communication. So I think that like text uh, online communication, she says here that in 2015, the the leading language expert professor, this guy, David Crystal, published this book called Making a Point, in which she explained the full stop has become an emotion marker used to signify anger or annoyance. Uh, another thing, and, and the reason I bring this up is that marketing copy is a big deal, right? So you have to be very careful the language you use. And if you're marketing to younger people, this is something I guess you need to be aware of now. Language changes. I, I guess so. And, and basically text marketing is becoming really big where you, you do text messages. So maybe leave off the periods on, on that. Um, maybe emails too. But it just seems really <laughs> strange that the period is now, you know, it's 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 out. They're saying the it's original cool anymore. They're saying the original emoticon smile, the one that's not like crying laughing, is also offensive. It's seen by sarcastic uh, by by young people. Apparently, we asked some of our younger guys on our production team, and they're like, "No, that's kind of ridiculous." But maybe this is targeted towards you know maybe teenagers are the ones that are having this uh, emotional response to to periods and to uh, you know smiley faces that aren't smiley enough. I, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't really understand it myself. I was told uh, by, by Sheena Dave, actually, uh, that a thumbs up is not a good thing. 
I agree with you. If you just thumbs up someone's comment on a text, especially if they write something important, that can be seen as a little dismissive. Uh, you and I were talking about one that I think uh, a lot of people feel this way. I don't think this one's as, as, as strange as when someone makes a statement and they put an ellipsis, especially if it's a response to something you've asked them to do, because it can kind of seem maybe a little sarcastic. It can seem a lot sar- sarcastic. If you don't know what an ellipsis is, it's the dot, dot, dot. Right. And if you're trying to communicate something, if you are a boss and you have employees, don't use dot, 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 <laughs> because it's, it's basically well, it, the dot, dot, dot stands for something that that is implied or, or or leaving words out like you should know these things. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. And you could use these things with intent, but I don't think everybody uses this stuff entirely universally yet. So there's, there's room for a lot of miscommunication. And I think that's the only reason we really wanted to highlight it in, in bad marketing. I don't think we're here to say don't use periods, but I guess just be mindful. If you are doing shorthand communication to younger people, that is a sensitivity point. So just, just something to know, right? Remember in marketing, it's not what you think. It's what your audience thinks. You got you to consider your audience. It's all it's all about your audience. It doesn't matter what you think or, or what your norms are or, or how you do anything. It's all about your audience. So you have to speak to them, and and it's it's different. You know, marketing copy is very casual. I think, right? Sales copy. Do you is is that what you do, Dooner? Are, are you more casual whenever you're doing marketing copy? Yeah, that's the style for podcasting. Is just to sort of be more conversational mm-hmm. and free form, like the podcast itself. You can convey a lot of. A lot of tone that way, but I think that, you know, the way articles are even written has changed quite a bit. The internet has dramatically changed things. People want information much quicker. Look at LinkedIn itself, the way people construct posts. It's almost like biblical prose. You know, you never want to use two sentences in a paragraph, that kind of thing. You just want to keep the conversation flowing and uh, with enough breaks in there. A couple people in the comments typed in on this. They said, uh, they said, Katie Williams says, I hate the thumbs up. Very dismissive. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way, especially if you put, you know, like you lay out something really emotional or something big and someone just gives you the thumbs up or maybe a K. You know, you just get a K back. Not doesn't feel good. Okay, yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't. So a, a listener submitted this quote to me. Uh, it is Corey O'Malley with Elite Transit Solutions. He did. He said, I love this quote, The Man in the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt. And he, uh, he wanted me to do this one. So it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without effort and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in worthy causes, who at the best knows in the end triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while dearing greatly, so that his place shall never be those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And that is, again, from Theodore Roosevelt. What do you feel about that one? I love it. I love it. It's, it's all about going out and doing. You posted what, a week or two ago on, on LinkedIn about the grind. You can't escape the grind. You can't avoid the grind. You have to love the grind. And this is what this quote is all about. Yeah, and ignore the critics. Here's one more quote. You may have seen this the other night. Yes, ladies, ignore the criticism. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty in the American dream, the best is yet to come! <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> that was uh, Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle at the RNC. Uh, now immortalized. I thought, I thought you were watching WWE. I, it was, uh, you know, the, they said The Apprentice, the producers for The Apprentice did that that particular segment. So I don't mean it came from there. Uh, figures. All right. Sales Hot Tip.
Boom. Here's a quick one for you. This is just a new feature on LinkedIn. I know a lot of you are watching on LinkedIn. I did a post about this yesterday. But now you can put a name pronunciation. You can put the pronunciation of your name uh, on, right by your profile. So you go by your name. You got to be on mobile to do this. It'll work on mobile and desktop, but the only way you can record it is via mobile. You click the pencil by the uh, the top of your profile. You can record 10 seconds. And in that 10 seconds, you can put in whatever you want. So have some fun with it. This is what I put, Kevin Hill. What's up? It's Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Check out What the Truck on your favorite podcast player and click connect before you leave this page. There you go. See, super simple, super hey, new I feature. Like that. Yeah, I like it as a show host here too. I hope more people do it because we a lot of times we have to say people's names without uh without having ever communicated prior with them prior to actually talking to them on air. So we're sometimes you go up there and you're looking at the sheet and you're like, how exactly do I say that name? Uh, you might do it every once in a while. I do it just about every time. I, every time we bring on anyone to, to interview, and I'm horrible at pronouncing names. So hopefully people will start doing that. I, I should do a little plug in mine, but I don't know if anyone would ever click on how to pronounce my name. Kevin Hill. Well, they might for fun. And, and that's why, like, it's good to get all these sure. things in the beginning because people are still curious. So the sooner you adopt it and do it at the beginning before people get bored of clicking that button, if they're just pushing out of curiosity, that's your best opportunity to convey some information. So, you know, take advantage of it. It's it's super. It's not a life changing feature or anything, but it does exist now. And you do have 10 seconds to do whatever you'd like. You know, what? I'll do it this afternoon. Awesome. Man. I'll go in and put a plug. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Keona Carter says, Dooner is an entire moon. I don't know. I just bring the extra sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and also, we're extra charged up because we didn't get to do this show at Carrier Summit, right? So we've been like tigers we roaming didn't. around the cage, ready to put the goddamn coffee down. And today's the day we're putting it down. We are going to put it down. We've been out 14 days. We're ready to get back in the action right now. Yeah. Let's do some role playing. Let, let's do some cells. Let's talk about it. So Calvin Sachs, he was happy we we're doing this topic because uh, it's something he advocates. Calvin Sachs, transportation solutions for all companies domestically and globally. He says, our sales team, and this is commitment. He says, our sales team start out every morning with a session of role play and review of the previous day calls. Day's calls. And I asked him, you know, how do you go about doing it? How do you get the rough stuff? And he says, we try to mix it up with different scenarios every morning. For example, one day we work on leaving voicemails. Another day, it is first-time connections with decision-makers. Then another follow-up calls that uh, we practice, and you know they look at how to get through assistance and gatekeepers, all those things. And one thing I thought was cool that he noted was voicemails, because in roleplay, I imagine a lot of people aren't really working on those voicemails, but I know a lot of reps, the second like that, that leave a message beep goes off, they kind of freeze up, right? They're like, oh, uh, I, don't, I wasn't oh, yeah. prepared for that. Yeah, a lot of people do do that. A lot of people don't even like leaving voicemails. I always did because I got so many of them. I mean, if I made 100 dials a day, no matter what industry, I'd get 80 voicemails. So I, I just decided to get really good at leaving voicemails. And I, I got okay with it, you know, not being too sneaky and underhanded to get a call back, but, but conveying something uh, in, like everything else with brevity. You know, you don't need to... to pitch someone on a voicemail you just need to to pique their curiosity and just focus on that Rhonda says i was listening to people try to say my last name craig was spot on yeah do you have a pronunciation there yet Rhonda? i will uh, i will listen to that before making my attempt 
Good on the first name there, though. So let's talk about role-playing, though. So role-playing, you know, this is something that can go off the rails quickly, right? If you don't do it often, it becomes an S-show. Nobody takes it seriously. There's no real direction. So what we're going to talk about today is how to take it seriously, how to write scripts around it, how to create a methodology around it, and why it is so important. And especially now when you have tools like Zoom and Gong where you can record sales calls, obviously get, you know, permission depending on what state you're in or where you're at, not advocating breaking any laws. But we have all these great tools to record communications but are we utilizing them to train our staffs, uh, especially in regards to our own product? So how are our best sellers getting past gatekeepers? How are our best sellers leading voicemail? How are the people with results doing it? Role play is a great way to instructively teach people how to do these things and force them to learn by doing in a uh, safe but critical environment, right? A constructive, critical environment with a real team doing it. But as Calvin Sachs said, he does this every morning. This isn't something you do quarterly or at the once a year sales retreat. If you do, it's going to be a joke. It is going to be a joke, especially in freight and logistics, and you have to be really committed to, to doing it every day. It has to be it, its own product or, or business segment is training, because if you don't put the, the emphasis on it, it, it goes off the rails very fast. It gets forgotten about very fast, and and basically, if you don't like the grind of sales, if you don't like the grind of, of teaching and, and going over yesterday's calls and, and doing the fine points like Calvin does with his team, it's, it's, it's waste of time yeah, if it, you don't do that. It is, you know, in role playing can be done a lot of ways. So you can, you can start small. You can do it with, with a, a rep and a trainer. You can do it two reps. You could, it's going to be a little bit harder to, because of, of the specifics of freight. This is something that I would, Im- I would imagine you probably want to have, especially starting out. You want someone with freight experience who can do a real sort of role play scenario with you, who can help simulate that environment with real questions or real negs or real responses and those kind of things. But if you have that, you can start with with just two people. You can institutionalize mm-hmm. it. You, you can you can do it with an entire group and have that constructive criticism. You can toss and pass to one another. Um, let's let's get into some of those strategies. Yeah, and I, I think one of the one of the points that you just brought up too, Tuner, is is basically start with somebody who's got experience who can teach the younger people how to, or the more inexperienced people how to 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 to, to go through how to do training, how to take it seriously how to handle objections and go through the training materials, but have a a set date for them to hand off, for them to train someone to take their position as the the head trainer. I think that'd be an interesting uh, interesting methodology to, to, to do. Michelle N says, I wish I had the same excitement level about the freight industry as Dooner has. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do like this stuff. I, I live this stuff. It's fun. But, you know, championships are won in practice. And I think that's why we talk about and stress about practice so much. You know, we don't want to focus on just having strategies, playing with live dynamite and going into these situations. So you have to you have to do the practice. And like improv, although this might be a little bit more easy uh, to organizationally institute role playing over improv, just because it is so focused and can be so focused if you allow it on training reps. It can, you know, it has a lot of improv into it, but but you are going after the subject that you're going to, you know, if you're doing training in the morning at 7.30, 8 a.m. for the next eight hours, you're going to be practicing what you just did. So it's improv, but the more you do it, the better you're going to get, the more cold calls, more training. It's just the grind. I, I you know, I can't emphasize this enough. If you, if you don't like the grind, you're not going to ever be successful at what you're doing. 
Yeah, Nicole Nicolet, she says, role-playing may feel ridiculous, but you cannot perfect what you do without practice, right? Commit to being okay with sounding stupid and practice. Yeah, much better doing it there than in the environment where you're on the, when you're on a call with somebody and you don't know what to do. So a lot of things you'll hear reps do, and I've been in the same situation, is you'll do what we all do, right? You call the person up and they're like, look, I'm busy. I don't want to talk to you. And you go, well, can I just have two minutes? And, they, and then, then, then they go, okay. And then you don't have two minutes of material, you know, because you're expecting them <laughs> to say no, or you're expecting to stay on the rails. You're expecting, you're expecting to be stuck on a script. And what role-playing is really about is listening skills, right? It's about listening skills and listening to your partner, your partner being a replicant for who the prospect will be. One of the easiest things to do, because a lot of sales training focus on scripts, is people want to stick to scripts. They want to force people on their own journey when telling them about a product or telling them about features, instead of allowing you to go on the, instead of you going on the journey with the customer, right? To answer their objections. They're going to tune you out very quickly if you don't pay attention to them. They will. They'll turn you out very, very quickly or tune you out very, very quickly. And it's all, uh, you know, if you do 50 phone calls a day, right? You might talk to five or six live people or maybe let's say 10, but you're probably only going to have a handful of really good quality calls. And that's your practice. That's enough, not enough reps to, to get really good at something and, and going off the script. I mean, experience comes with doing and, and practicing. So the more you practice, the better you're going to be at improv or going off the script or listening for buying questions uh, and, and being able to uh, turn the conversation and present like unique solutions. So some of some people may sit there and go, yeah, this role playing thing sounds great, but how do we start? We already mentioned you can start with two people as long as you both sort of understand the industry and you understand the, the buyer or seller point of view, right? If you understand that, then, then you can get started. The other thing that you should do to sort of formalize and start your program is make a list of objections. Make a list of objections that your salespeople face. Reach out to them and say, hey, what are people saying to you? Why are they not buying? Why are they saying no? Get an honest list of those and then work on coming over the challenges and role play those scenarios. So have that buyer's point of view of the the person who is giving those objections and train yourselves people on how to get over them. Yeah, definitely. I come up with a, that, that list of objections. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfer, has in his straight line selling system, he has a really good deflection for the first objection. And that's really good for, for training and inexperienced uh, sales reps. And that is just, um, uh, what is it? It is, uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but let me ask you a question. Does this idea make sense? And this helps them, helps everyone get over that first hump and it doesn't put the pressure on, you know, 20 objections. You know, I, I got to memorize 20 objections. It's very script like and robotic. Being able to, to come up with unique solutions like that, uh, help, help training and help the, the role playing game out quite a bit. Lisa says, love the grind. LL needed to hear that in this moment. This is the grind. I mean, doing role playing is part of the grind. That's why Calvin Sachs does it first thing in the morning with his team, because every night, every, every day that you stop selling, you got to wake up, you got to warm up. How much time during the business day is wasted as your reps uh, warm up or even don't warm up before getting on, getting to doing what they need to do to making those calls. And it's great when you, when organizationally, if you institute that, if you're a sales manager, a sales director, you allow that as sort of as a safe space that your sales team can go and they can go and practice. It's part of the clock. It's part of their daily activities, especially after, after vacation. You know, I would recommend doing role playing at least a couple of times a week, but especially after your team is away on break in three day week and anything like that, anything three day or longer, or even every Monday, just get them, get them grinding, get that rust off the broadsword. 
Uh, definitely. We hadn't done a show in 14 days, and I was a little rusty coming out of the gate today. I mean, you need the reps. And what do we do, you know, at 1130, you know, 30 minutes before the show, we sit here and, and talk and practice and, and kind of train each other and and talk about what we're going to talk about every day. We prep and, and everything in life. You need a preparation, practice. You become good at Jamin says smiling is so important. And uh, if you know Jamin, I imagine he does make the phone the phone smile, right? <laughs> he does. He does. That smile, he can communicate ah, he can communicate that, that smile over the phone. So here you go. You're you're starting up this program and all of a sudden you go, Well, okay, you're you're telling us to do this every day or a few times a week. Wow, that's content creation. We have to who's ever running the program has to come up with new things all of the time. And that's where that whole focus and funnel really comes in. So Pick a target, right? Pick a common objection. Uh, pick a new feature. Pick whatever it is. Pick a feature and have your people sell. Make sure the session is focused and let your people know beforehand, though. Maybe even pass out buyer personas and seller personas. Let them know who they have to be in that conversation before they get there. Instead of what sometimes happens is you bring a bunch of people to a room. They're not used to doing the role playing, and it becomes that f off session because nobody, nobody's really, uh, nobody knows what direction that they're supposed to go in. So it does take a decent proctor, right? It takes a decent leader to run these type of sessions it, it does a lot of times when training training pops up right and so you get all 20 people in a room together you have no structure to it it's just like we're going to role play so it, it's embarrassing you know you're out in front of everybody you don't know what you're going to get you don't know what persona you're going to get the person who is that persona your your role-playing partner has no idea what that persona is going to be either they're just going to make stuff uh, make stuff up and it just turns into Wild West, and, and no one likes it. Everyone hates it. And after a couple of weeks, everyone stops taking it with any seriousness whatsoever. Yeah, Michael Vincent says, continual prep and practice is key to success. Imagine your favorite team stop practicing. Of course, right? And Zach Coldiron, he actually says something interesting. He says, I've gotten more wallet share with current customers, but it seemed loyalty has has gotten many through COVID. And he says he's dealing with a little bit of burnout. And I think that this also, this role playing can help you refresh because some of that burnout is like the way I, when I feel burnout, it's because there's a problem ahead of me and I no longer know the solution past it. And I'm exhausted trying to get through that wall. And I think that doing the, the role playing, especially if it's institutionalized, it's formalized and it's directed, you can bring some of those problems into that sales setting and you can simulate what has happened and, and what has worked for other people. A lot of times we need help in sales. There, there's no shame in the game. You you know, you got to let your, your pride down a little bit. It's, there's no shame in the game in asking for help. There is none whatsoever in the burnout. You're, you're, you're exactly right. So, something that you don't know the solution to, something that you're out of, that, that is out of your control and you can't get it in your control, you, you experience burnout. And, uh, and, and, you know, if you, if you look at like Major League Baseball players, right, three out of every t- 10 times they're going to get a hit. They're going to go out there every single day, face pitchers, and you, they're going to get in slumps. And what do they go? What do they do when they go get in slumps? They, they go seek out help. They, they go seek out the batting coach. They, they take extra reps, extra swings. They do all kinds of things to get out of that slump. And it's the same thing with sales. You know, one thing you can do too, and, and this is, uh, so you're, you're having these meetings, you're interested, you're like, what else can we do? Well, one thing I would highly recommend is inviting your targets to these meetings. And those could be your internal targets. So if you're pitching to C-suite, people in the C-suite are going to have a different perspective than you and the sales reps. So you as sales reps, you know you're experiential. So there's no there's no problem in bringing in the person to play the actor as, the, as an actual C-suite representative. You might even have some friendly prospects or use cases you've done things with that you can reach out to and bring them on. But I think you have another suggestion to even further this further, right, uh, Kevin? 
I do, yeah. Why not record the Zoom call or the Google Meet call or start at least an internal podcast to, to bring in outside people? And, and now the, in a virtual world, it's much easier to, to go out, reach out, contact them and get their time to hop on the phone, record it, record the call, create a podcast out of it, even if it's just internal about their story, their narrative, their buying decision and, and really getting to know that narrative and that persona of who your target audience is. No, I hear that story. You know, it's just what podcasts are all about, right? Oh, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, here, here's a couple suggestions I have on exercises you can do if you're if you're just starting out your role playing thing or you're just looking to add to them. A few of them we've already mentioned is is you know be the buyer. So if you are the rep and you're doing the selling thing, allow your salespeople to also play the role of the buyer so they can understand how ridiculous sometimes some of the uh some of the pitches can sound from from reps on cold calls you know it, it it'll be much easier for you to empathize mm-hmm. with the person you're calling to if you are on the under other end hearing it and you're like well you know what now i really understand what it sounds like because i wouldn't buy that either or the way they're communicating it is just too pitchy dog yeah exactly right so it's always good to, to be the buyer here hear what other people are doing and you know flip your script you know, it gives you all the information you need to do it better, do it right. Another good one, and this is this almost comes from the world of improv, and it's an old camp game that you may have played. It's telephone, right? So this is good to do before you start your session. Just put everyone in a circle, play a game of telephone. So someone says a sentence, the person next to them has to start a sentence from the last three words that they said, and you just go around the room and see where it ends up with. It's a listening and communication exercise. Very good sort of just icebreaker to get the blood flowing before you take on that buyer persona. A couple other ones that you can take on is the role of gatekeeper interested customer that you can take on the archetype of the argumentative customer. You can be the comparison mm-hmm. sharper. You can be the price focused person. You can be the person who tries to go straight to demo before proving value. Doing these things and allowing people to see them and see how you operates them is going to give you all a lot of insight into it. But you know, it's going to give us an addition, some additional insight. Carolina Munez and Ivan Marino from HubTech, they are two trainers over at HubTech who do all of this work and they they teach and instruct the team on role-playing. I saw Ricky, he had mentioned this on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago and I said, Ricky, you got to let us work with a few of your people and put that coffee down to uh, teach us how to do some role-playing and to show our audience. So we're going to dial them up and we're, uh, we're going to get our hands dirty, Kevin Hill. We are going to get into some role-playing. You excited? Uh, nice. All right, let me I, I, I am. I, I did improv a few weeks ago. And now we're going to do some role playing right here. Nice. I'm going to bring Ivan up right now. T minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence. Hey, Ivan. Five. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us on the air. What's up? How you doing, buddy? How are things going? Oh, things are going great. We're, we're just going to dial uh, Carolina now. We're going to bring her into the call, and then uh, hopefully we can do some role playing. You can you can tell it. You can teach us your methods and your and your madness. We're looking forward to it. So I'm going to dial her up right now. I'll merge the calls, and uh, we'll be off to the races. Let's go here. Off to the races, role playing. You have reached some a number that is not currently set up to receive calls. Uh oh. Please try again. Oh later. no! Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh, oh. oh Ivan, Ivan, uh, can you not do Ivan, this might be just you. You might have to fly alone. <laughs> she has a number that's set up to not accept incoming calls. Oh wow, that's strange. That's strange, but no problem at all. No problem at all. We can work it out. Well, here, talk, uh, talk to Kevin. Yeah. Ke- Ke- 
Kevin, talk to talk to Ivan really quick. I'm going to just message Carolina. I'll give her my phone number and tell her to to dial me if she if she can. She'll dial out to us. Yeah. So, so awesome, hey, Ivan, awesome. uh, go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself. What, what do you do? And 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 uh, and just do your intro. Yeah. Here's the elevator. Great, machine. Kevin. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, my name is Ivan. I'm an RPA consultant for HubTech. Uh, we provide several services uh, for 3PL companies and freight forwarders, which is uh, staff augmentation, right, intelligent automation, and coaching. Uh, I specialize mostly in, in uh, RPA and intelligent automation. Um, we have a great experience with hundreds of, of brokers and hundreds of freight forwarders that we work with already we can really show you explosive growth using our technology well that's fantastic uh and i did send her the message so maybe she can join us but before she does tell us a little bit about the the process and the approach that you and the team take to role playing that's great. That's great. Well, uh, normally when we uh, try to make a, a cold call, we have preparation before we prepare for it. Uh, one of the first things we got to do is prospect. We got to make sure that the person that we're going to reach out to is our low hanging fruit. Is it, it's in the market that we're looking for, and is really in need of the services that we can provide to them. So prospecting is key. And it's essential. Sometimes uh, I would tell you that prospecting takes longer than the call itself because sometimes you prospect and you find out about this company, you find out about this person either on LinkedIn or you, or you look them up on Google, and and you and when you call him, he you know he answers, listen, I'm too busy, and he hangs up on you. It happens, you know, it happens. Don't take it personal. Don't put yourself down. Just uh, prepare for your next call. That's all we got to do, and uh, make sure we have our objectives in in mind. So we want to make this call and we want to have an objective on this call. Okay, what I want to deal with this call is I want to tell him who I am and who I work for and the services that we can provide for him. That's going to be my objective on that call, right? Ivan, if there's Ivan, a different objective, maybe you want to Ivan, ask how, him. Yeah, sure. How often, how often are you doing role-playing with your teams? Because one thing that, that a lot of organizations, I think, struggle with is they, you know, and we, we covered this before you came on, but the, uh, not doing consistent, consistently enough. So you're mentioning some key things here, doing that prep and doing it, but how often do you need to be doing this role-playing? Oh, role-playing. I, I we try to do that at least three times a week, mm. and I think it's, uh, we're, we're a little bit short on that. I think we should try to have at least one daily at least one daily to prepare ourselves to motivate because these these mock calls, they motivate you. They, they put you in a mindset that you're going to be a winner, that you're going to make these calls uh, a success. So we actually, we need to make them one a day, but we do have them at least three times a week. Wow. That, so let's, uh, should we, should we run through some, um, some scenarios here? Should we, should we, should we do some exercises? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, if you, if you'd like, no problem. I, I'd really love to have Kyle on cause she's really good at it. She's, she's awesome. The way she expresses to us to her client is really good. So I'm not sure if you were able to get, get in touch with her, but we can go ahead. Yeah. No problem. Sure. So who, who should, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take this first one. Who should I be? The, the, the buyer or the, uh, the, I'll be the buyer. How about you be the cold caller on this one? Try to try to sell me some hub tech or something. All right. Awesome. All right. Here, here's the. All phone. right. So there, there are two types of calls that we we normally There we go. Okay, we're off. Yeah. Hi. This is this is uh, Doug hey. at, uh, at at Peter Logistics. Hey, Doug. How you doing? How's everything going over at Peter Logistics? Yeah. Everything. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's a tough year. Tough year. 
Doug. Doug, uh, listen, my name is Ivan. I'm calling from HubTech. All right, I'm an RPA consultant for them. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, are you currently optimizing any processes right now? Or how are you guys doing your processes, your daily tasks? Yeah, I got a spreadsheet. I got a really nice spreadsheet. It's made by Excel. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's going to take you a bunch of hours, doesn't it, Doug? Ivan, I don't have much time. What's going on here? Sure. Sure. No problem at all. Give me a minute and I'll let you know what we can offer you. We can provide a solution that can optimize your processes uh, 10 times faster than what you're doing them right now. And that's going to show you explosive, explosive return on investment within the first quarter. Would you say that, that would be something that interests you? Look, Evan, here's the thing. I got my team members. I got my sales guys. I got them a Salesforce account. They don't use it. I got them gong. They don't use it. I got them a ping pong table. They don't use it. So I don't know. I'm going to get much value out of this. <laughs> well, awesome. Because this is something that they don't, they don't have to uh, be on top of. This is something that works by itself. This is automation. This automates those processes that they don't want to do. All right. So they can concentrate on playing that ping pong table, playing on that ping pong table or doing something more productive and more rentable uh, for your company that gives you more profits. So what, what I can offer is intelligent automation. So those processes that you have that are repetitive and mundane and these guys are just tired of it and they, uh, they get in a bad mood every time they see those huge spreadsheets that they have to find rates for. Well, our robot Tabby can do that for you. 10 times faster and with 100% accuracy. That way you can you can manage your team, your human resource into doing something a lot more productive. That sounds great, right? All right, I, what can you what can you send me on it? Can you show me a demo? Yeah, sure, of course. In fact, I'll do that. On my next step, I'll send you a demo with all our information. I'll send you some real case studies as well on your email. And that way you can see how we can provide services for you, such as quoting and rating. Now, what processes do you see uh, you know, off the top of your head that are very repetitive and mundane that just take a bunch of your time and you'd love to have somebody do that for you? Now, Ivan, I don't have time right now. Could you just, could you just send me the email? Yeah, no problem. So listen, I'm going to send you that email. I know you're going to love the information you're going to see on that. And uh, what about if we schedule a call for maybe uh, today's Wednesday? How about Friday? Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'll go over the details of the videos that you saw. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, fine. All right. Just send me the calendar invite with the uh, with the attachment. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. We'll do, Doug. We'll do, and I promise you, you'll get return on investment within the first quarter. So that's something that's great. All right, thank you. I didn't mean to slam the phone so hard on you. No, that was that was that was really good, Kevin. What, what, Kevin, what did you make of that call? Because like there were there were times I was trying to be a tough customer and I was trying to hang up on. But the thing is that I really liked Ivan's tone when he was talking to me. I liked mm -hmm. how he came at my objections. I liked that he didn't just keep prattering on and on. He gave me the opportunity to say my objections, so I felt respected as the uh, the person on the other end of the line, and that's why I accepted his calendar invite. Yeah, definitely. He pivoted really nicely. He he addressed every objection and and went for, forward with his pitch. I, I think the only thing is, what was he really selling in the call? And was that a demo? Was that like, you know, get your credit card out and give me your number right now? Um, but I, I think he was he was selling a meeting and 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 you know, all he has to do is convince you to give up thirty minutes of your time. 
Yeah, on, on a Friday. Yeah, no, that was a. Uh, that was good. So, I, Ivan, what kind of so when you're teaching people to, about objections, and I was trying to throw some no's in there to 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 make you have to overcome them. What do you use in that training? Because I think so many reps they hear that no, and it just it it freezes you up, right? Especially if the no takes you off script. It blinds them. Yeah. It blinds them. It blinds them immediately. They think there's no life after a no, and that's not right. I mean, <laughs> there is life after a no. You know, if they say no. Well, listen, they, we acknowledge the fact that there was a rejection, but we want to continue and let you know that uh, we have more information about it. Maybe you're rejecting the uh, small amount of information that I gave you, so give me an opportunity to show you more of what I can provide for you. And, and that's what you essentially try to buy. You try to buy more time, especially on a cold call when they're not ready for it. It's not on the top of their head. So on this call that we're going to, you know, supposedly make on Friday, you're going to get into more detail. You're going to talk numbers. You're going to tell them about figures. And that's, that's really going to really open their eyes to it. So what you're really buying on that cold call is more time, trying to get another meeting with more time to send them, to, to show them the details and show them uh, how great the service is. All right, Kevin Hill, do you want to, yeah. cold, do you want a cold call, Ivan? Do I want to cold call Ivan? Ivan, yeah, cold call about carrier list or something. All right, cold call about carrier list. All right, here's the phone ringing. Yeah, I will. I will. So, uh, Ivan, you're a broker. All right. Right. Yeah. Hey. Good morning. This is Ivan and ABC. How can I help you? Hey, Ivan. Yeah, this is Kevin Hill with Carrier List. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Kevin. Real busy, buddy. Is this a sales call? I I imagine so, man. Capacity is really tight right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's growing. It's getting better. We had a little stop, but it's getting better. Tell me, how can I help you, buddy? So, uh, you need to move yeah, to break? You know what? I, I know you're, you're sourcing loads, and, and, and basically what we have is a database of carriers that aren't on the load boards that you can reach out and find capacity. We have a hurricane headed to Houston right now. We have tight capacity. It's going to get worse over the next uh, couple of weeks. I'd like to help you out. You yeah. set up a time to, to do a, a quick demo? <sighs> Uh, is, is this about what I'm sorry? I didn't hear that. Is about weather? I, I didn't understand it. Is it about a hurricane? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, capacity is really tight. It's hard to find loads or not. It's hard to find trucks right now, right? Hard to find trucks. It's a very tight environment. Uh, hurricane yeah, is hitting Houston. It's going to make things worse. The load boards aren't going to be working for you. You need to reach out and find new carriers right now. What I'll do, we can set up a demo. Right. I can send you my YouTube videos. You can see, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, how quick and easy it is to search. How does that sound? The, the, the idea makes sense to you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that'll help me out. Yeah. Uh, well, this week is kind of tough on me. It's a toward the ending, We're closing up the month. Uh, what other times you got available? I tell you what, I'm going to send you my Calendly link. So basically, whatever time you pick, pick on that right. link, I'm going to be free. I'm going to send you my YouTube videos, too, so you can get a breakdown. You might like it and just want to buy it without even talking to me. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll look into it. Cool. Thanks, Chef. All right. Well, I got to get a right right meeting. Thank you so much. All right. All right. All right. Thanks. All right, Ivan. What did you, Ivan, what did you think? What did you think of Kevin's call? It was good. 
and I'm sorry, Kev, I had to be a little bit mean there, you know, because <laughs> you do okay. get these type of clients that are not paying attention to you and you're talking to them, and then they go, what, what'd you say? Well, I didn't understand. <laughs> and you got to repeat everything again, but yeah. it does happen. And it was great. It was great that you took it back. And then I like the way you paused when you said, oh, it's hard to find uh, carriers. And so, like, oh, okay, so we're talking about carriers. So you, you kind of slowed it down so I would understand that we're talking about carriers. And that was great. I mean, uh, just the, a bit of advice is try to get that meeting uh, quicker. Because if I leave it open for a client, they're going to schedule me up in, in December or something. I don't know. You know, whenever they, they find the time. I try to give them that option. Try, Listen, we could either do it on Friday or maybe even Thursday from 10 to 11, or, you know, whenever I have a spot open. But try to get that soon to try to have them, like, you know, thinking about you the whole weekend at least. <laughs> But it was great. I agree, Ivan, man. That was great. It's been a while since I, I did role-playing or a right. like that. I feel good. Ed Rass said, I go out and make, make 30 more right now. You're going to go. Gonna go. Yeah, it's, it's all about it. It's all about it. I'm going to calling all afternoon. So, it's, <laughs> you start getting hyped up. So these were those were two uh, those were two generic examples, right? That's that's a buyer and seller persona, two people and a coach in a room, you know, which is really all you need. You can even do it with two people. What we talked about before we came on is just make sure they have some sort of experience in what you're selling to, so they can do those challenges. They can give you those negs. If someone's too agreeable, and the reason why you were being kind of mean is because that's what you're really going to hear on the phone. You're trying to simulate this process as much as possible. Exactly. That's what you're going to face up against. So you don't want to practice against a dog and then face a bull. It's not the same thing. You know? <laughs> hey, Toro, Toro, what are you doing here? <laughs> hey, so, you're going to get run over if you don't practice right. Now, Ivan, what do you, so the, the, the first time someone calls somebody, a lot of times they're going to end up getting a voicemail. Do you do any, any voicemail role playing? Oh, yeah. Well, we kind of send a voicemail where we introduce ourselves and maybe a callback number. And then we tell them, listen, I'm going to try to call you back later on this afternoon or tomorrow. So they could expect that call later, later on that day or tomorrow. And if, and if they have time, well, they could call you back earlier. So yeah, normally uh, voice messages are just uh, pretty much a script or something that we say, uh, you know, just regularly. Uh, one thing that uh, that I wanted to add was that, uh, the, like Kevin said, that wow, I feel good, I feel excited, I want to make forty more calls, and that's why it's important to have these role playing every day. Hopefully, in the morning, once you start, because it it it, it hypes you up, it makes you want to make these calls, it, it makes you want to uh, deal with objections, it makes you want to deal with these uh, hard customers because you feel good because you, you you at the end of the day, you you um you, you reach your goal. Yeah, no, I 100 percent exactly right. I 100 agree with you there, yeah. and I, I think my my only ad there would be on voicemails. Most people have visual voicemail now, and I know myself personally. If I see a voicemail there that's over 15 seconds oh. long, there's no way I'm playing that thing. That thing is getting straight deleted, especially if it doesn't get transcribed. So you really got to make sure you front load those two first two sentences with your purpose and and your need. You want to get in and out really really quickly, especially in this day and age. I know a lot of people are dismissive of voicemails because you know, especially as you skew younger, people just are not playing them back. But it is something. It's a skill you need to learn, especially in freight, where a lot of buyers tend to still skew kind of older. It's, it's, it's still transcribed. Exactly. Totally transcribed true. on your iPhone. Um, just like, uh, you know, since it's transcribed, do not start off with, this is Kevin Hill from Carrie Lister, this is Kevin Hill from Freight Waves. Because once you once your, your, your prospect sees, sees that, they're probably going to tune out a little bit. Front load it, just like Tuner said, 
to do two sentences of value prop and then introduce yourself maybe maybe toward the end. And what do you think about that strategy, Ivan? Oh, that's great. Absolutely right. I mean, uh, you have to be very short, straight to the point, because you're going to lose attention real fast. And it's real easy to press that seven and delete the message. So uh, you got to be short. Now, uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was you, Kevin, but, uh, or Tim, that mentioned the video. That's actually something that we're working on, and we uh, hope to implement uh, exclusively because videos are great right now. They're getting a great response. People like to see a face uh, with the message that you're sending. And so that's great. I mean, it might not work as good for me because I'm not that good looking, but if you're good looking, man, that's going to work. <laughs> well, I think what, what, what it helps with too, like you mentioned that face, but it also gives an environment and it puts context to the person. So, you know, it, you know you're not getting the impression, like you hear a voicemail, you just hear a voice, you know, the voice might sound kind of shady. I don't know. So you're like, I, they could be in some abandoned warehouse in another country. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they are where with the visual. You can really play with the environment that's behind you too and make that part of your Sell. So be very considerate to to not just how you speak, but what you show when you're doing video. And they have really good video tools. That's exactly that right. You That's can perfect. really throw out. I threw out to my MailChimp uh, crowd, my, my email subscri- subscribers, a 30-second, 45-second sales video this morning. It's, it's really effective. What, what do you That's do? Really to, uh, I mean, we try to keep it under, under 20 seconds. But if it's entertaining and if it's at a good pace, I guess we can go for those 40, yeah. Ivan, what do you do to loosen the team up before you start role-playing? It's, it's a little hard to just jump straight into it if you, you just woke up in the morning, you know, you're starting this thing early and you, you haven't had the reps yet. So what do you do to break the ice? Well, trying to, uh, try to point out the objective. All right, try to get this on this call. I don't try to make the sale. It's very hard for you to make the sale uh, just on the first call within the first minute. So try to have objectives. All right. In this call, we're just going to introduce ourselves. We're going to we're going to show the client what we do and what we can provide for them, and that's it. If it goes further than that, that's great. All right, that that's just a, those are extra points. But let's just try to get this going. So once we start with small objectives on these calls, we build the momentum. We build the momentum, and that that really gets people going because after a while it starts getting longer and longer and the call starts reaching other levels and and that's what gets people going so first uh, it's like football make sure it passes get the quarterback uh, to get some confidence and then just hit the home runs yeah i'd have to agree kevin should i uh should i should i sales call you which which how should i sales call you who do you want to be what what company you're working for uh, you know, I, uh, what, uh, what, what do you want to sell me? Uh, let's begin with that. We're working in freight. I, I want to I, I eventually pick up some of your lanes, but I don't, I, what I don't want to do, I don't really want to sell you it. I want to find out some of your pain points. Ultimately, I want to sell you some freight. I want to sell you comprehensive services. It would be great if you got our SaaS system. It would be great if you got all that shit. But the thing is, I only know, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to use that word. Uh, all that ass. Um, I don't know my sensor button on the board. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, moving forward. Uh, so, uh, I want to, I want to figure out what, what, how your company works, Kevin. So it's a discovery call. Okay. All right. So, so, uh, okay. I just, 
Hi, this is Billy. <laughs> Hi, this is Billy with Private Packaging International. How are you doing? Hi, this is uh, Potty Mel Phil with uh, <laughs> with freight pushers. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Do you have a problem with uh, employees using foul language by accident? <laughs> no. no. Uh, I've lost the problem. You guys have confidence? <laughs> you feel comfortable with the call? So you guys started off great. <laughs> so, hold on a second. So sometimes, you put that confidence, that report, that was good. So, Ivan, sometimes these, uh, sometimes like the, when you do these sessions, it's gonna it's gonna be funny. It's gonna it's gonna sort of devolve yeah. into into laughter. How do you get us back on the rails? <laughs> no, no. Two out of three times it happened. Don't worry about it. It happened, and you know we just uh, and, and you start off nervous and you start like stuttering. It happens. It, it's normal. But we want it to happen on one of these mock calls. We don't want that to happen with a real client or, or or an important prospect that we've been trying to follow up on. So we hope it does happen here. It's not a problem at all. No, we just start it over again. Remember what your objective is on this call, and and just just start it over again. That's it. All right, here, here we go. We're going to get back on that horse, Kevin Hill. <laughs> I hung up before I even called you. <laughs> Hi, this is Billy with Private Packaging International. Hey, Billy, you sound like you're in a, in a great mood. Uh, you're enjoying this, this high volume in the freight market? Business is booming. We're sending out, I have a line of trucks out the door right here, out the gate, down the street. Business is booming. Who okay. are you anyway? I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm potty milk Phil from Freight Pushers. And the reason I was calling is uh, I was surprised you didn't even answer. I thought you were going to be in, incredibly busy with all of this, this freight volume. And, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to find out some of the, uh, some of the issues you're, you're facing right now. Wow. This is a terrible call that I'm doing right now. It's just dawning on me. We have an incredible no. Efficient operation, potty mouth. Incredibly efficient. I can sit here and talk to you for 45 minutes because I don't have anything else to do, even though I have a line of trucks. I'm going to talk your ear off. That's what I'm going to do. Well, I'll tell you something. I was, I was reading this guy, Jamie, in the comments. He told me to smile through the phone, Mr. Hill. <laughs> I'm sorry. Potty mouth, what did you say? <laughs> hey, what's the biggest what's the biggest challenge for you right now? You sound like you sound like you're in a great mood. But what is the, what's the biggest challenge going on right now for you? Meeting up with the demand. We are shipping as many things as we can. I'm trying to get labor in here to load more trucks. Well, and that's, I'm looking for more trucks. Hey, that's the reason I called. I, I know I know that you've got enough problems, but one of the ways that we can help is we can automate a lot of those freight bookings for you. You know, we we I, I don't know about you, but we've been trying to hire some people. We've been doing well too. We've been trying to bring them in, but finding good people is tough. And I imagine you're struggling the same way. And that's uh that that's where this automation comes in. Would you would I have an opportunity to speak with you uh maybe maybe tomorrow at at, at, at 10 a.m.? What do you want to automate? I want to automate your freight. I'm not firing anybody. I want to automate your freight bookings for you, my friend. Well, then I'm gonna have to fire my transportation department. Who needs them? Who needs you? Enough transportation departments on Earth. <laughs> Here's a better one. <laughs>
<laughs> no, that was, that oh, was man, totally that was, criticizing. What that could, was good. What could it? What, what could I? Because I was trying to find some pain ports and I at points, and I really sort of dropped the ball doing that. I knew I was dropping the ball. While I was doing it, so it kind of rattled me, and it, it brought me back to doing sales calls. And you come in with this intended purpose, right? But then, uh, then you just get thrown off a little bit. You're kind of off your mode. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It happens, but you got to get right back on track. All right? You know, uh, he, for example, when, when, when he mentioned that, oh, I don't want to fire uh, my people. I said, oh, listen, we're not here to fire anybody. We're just making their work a lot easier and, and be more productive. We're not firing anybody. So that way you can get right back on track and show them what the benefits are without hurting anybody. And it does happen. Sometimes they just, you know, throw something at you and it shakes you up. But no, try to bring it back on track. Acknowledge the fact that he said that. Yeah, of course, no, but that's not the intention. And then bring it back on track. But that was a great call, though. That was very good. And I like the way you picked up on, on his, his humor, his sense, that he was he was in a good mood. That's great. Uh, because that, that's going to help you out to see if a person's going through some trouble. Sometimes they talk really slow and they're kind of like, uh, sound like, whoa, damn, you know. Don't try to get into their rhythm. Take your rhythm to them because then you don't want to start talking all like sad and gloomy. No, take your rhythm to them. Make them happy. Make make your call worth the, worth their while. But that's great. No, I'd, I'd have to agree with that, and I imagine being agreeable yeah. is very helpful too, right? So a lot of times you're going to hear, "No, I don't have time." Oh yeah, I don't. I I, I imagine you. Well, I don't have time either. <laughs> you know, but but agree with whatever they're saying. Or yeah. you know, I've used TMSs do nothing for me. You're selling TMS. Yeah, I agree. I imagine a, a lot. Of, I think the biggest problem with TMSs is, is is with the onboarding. A lot of companies just don't do a great job. That's why at X company we you know we we hold your hand through it. Whatever you need to impart in that in that sentence to. Uh, to show them you agree and you understand that that's an issue because you want to validate people's concerns. You you can't just be like, no, you're wrong. TMSs are great. Well, how has that ever worked at talking to anybody? Say that. It's almost like, you know, talking to like your loved one, right? You got to consider that same hypersensitivity when agreeing and disagreeing. So say I agree with you. I, 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 don't think that, you know, I don't think TMSs are that great either. What what don't you like about them? Then you, you talk a Talk to your prospect about how much you hate TMAs, T- TMSs, and then you can show them how yours is different if you're selling TMSs. I agree. Hey, man, you know, you. Ivan, you did a uh, you did a terrific job today with us, even without uh, Carolina. I, I, you know, we would have loved to have her on here. Maybe we can have her on another episode. Sorry, the the phone call didn't work out. But if people want, uh, you know, want to work with you, want to work with HubTech, where should they go after the show? Oh, they, could, they could log on to www.gohubtech.com. Uh, they could see our information there. Or uh, they could also call us back at, at the number that's listed on our, on, our, on our webpage. And we'll definitely help them out with, with our three solutions that we can provide for them. Or several solutions that we can, even more than that. Ivan, thank you very much. Thank you to, to Ricky for help setting this up. We really appreciate your time today. It's been, no. it's been wonderful, man. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Hey, good time. Great, great advice out of, out of Ivan. And as you can see, like doing, doing the, uh, you know, I talk all the time for a living, but even doing these role playing things, you you have to get on rusty. You have to keep grinding through it. And it's funny because I haven't done a cold call in a while. And then I'm like, well, this should be easy. I talk all the time. And then I'm trying to cold call you being the sell, being the buyers, being the seller is a hard part because you're like, uh, now I actually have to, you know, put my money where my mouth is and sell this stuff. And it, 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 you have to work out those muscles in your brain. You have to open up those pathways. And like the water was just not flowing through the veins quick enough, man. I know, I know. I, 
you know what? I haven't made a cold call in a long time. I did that. I made a few mistakes, and I'm I'm really serious. I I I wish I had all afternoon to sit, sit down and make fifty cold calls because I am in the mood right now. Me too. I really am. Let's just say like cold call people selling fake products. No, no, let's not do that. But, but you, I mean, I, 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 you're right. It feels good though when you get loosened up. It's like that dread you have yeah. before you go to the gym versus that feeling you have when you get off the, uh, the Peloton, mm-hmm. especially if you want it at Carrier Summit. Exactly right. And, and basically in life and everything, you have to love the range. Right, you have to love going to the driving range. You got to love practice. That's what an old football player used to tell me. Um, Howard Stevens uh, played for Baltimore back in the day. All right, let's. Uh, you want to give a book away? What book are we giving away today? Kevin Hill gets that and some shoutouts. Mister Supply Chain, Daniel Stanton himself sent us a few copies of these, so we'll be sw- giving those out swag on the show on LinkedIn. So get your copy of Supply Chain Management. For dummies, it's a number one New York Times, or it's a New York Times bestseller. I don't know if it's number one. Okay, let's hit the drum roll. And the winner is Wassamanier. Wassamanier, come up to the front of the line and get your supply chain management for dummies book so you and your clients and customers won't be a dummy. Remember those old seatbelt commercials? Don't be a dummy. Wear your seatbelt. I, I do, yeah, with the dummies and the crashes. and Yeah. All right, uh, a couple yeah, of... Sh- was a long time ago, wasn't it? Some shout-outs here. TJ Knudsen. TJ Knudsen was... Uh, well, that was the crash test dummies, right? Not the ones that were like... Mm, not those crash test dummies. The other ones. The ones that they actually put in cars. Ah. TJ Knudsen, he says, My first ever sales call, I remember very well. Him. Hi, is blank available? Prospect, this is him. Hey, what's going on, man? This is TJ Knudsen with blank. Prospect, did you just call me man? I don't even know you. Not the best way to introduce yourself. And he got the slam down sound effect on that one. He said, let's just realize that uh, he had to plan his words a little bit better. But TJ, we, we've all been there. Sometimes you just get, you get lost in the words, right? Just nothing's coming in there. There's so many thoughts in your brain, but then it's just like void. There's just a void. Oh. Practice, practice, <laughs> practice, practice. That's the way you should practice every morning before you get on the phone. Yeah. Shout out Trey Griggs. He practice said, uh, Shout out to Trey Griggs. He says, uh, good show to Tom Curry. Great show, guys. Rhonda, who else we got here? Julia Romero, great show. Thank you guys for joining us. Ashley Thompson says this show is great. Well, thank you, Ashley. Uh, I think this is one of the, uh, the first times I've seen you in the comments here. So thank you to all the new listeners who've been here. If you guys want a book, we give away a book every single episode, and we may be giving away other things pretty soon. We'll let you know details about that when yeah. they're confirmed. But in the meantime, just write book it in the comments here, or write book it on any post Kevin Hill and I put on social media, or message us book it. And you'll be entered into these drawings completely free. You only have to do it once, too. Once you're on the list, you're on there until you've won. And then once everyone's won, then we'll recycle it back up. But right now, you'll just be on the list until you won. You can find Kevin Hill at Kevin Hill CL on the Twitter or look him up on LinkedIn. Kevin Hill, easy enough to find myself at Timothy Dooner, D-O-O-N-E-R on the Twitter or Timothy Dooner on LinkedIn. Uh, if, you, if any of you know us, those of us in our uh as someone said, when I put that advice, he said, only your inner circle understands what you're talking about, that pronunciation thing. And I'm like, this post could not be more clear, dude. Um, 
But if you want to be in that inner circle and, and understand simple concepts, uh, just reach out and join us, right? Uh, connect with us. We always keep the conversation going. We love to involve yeah. you guys in the show as much as possible. Um, who else we got in the comments? Keona Carter said, great show. Danny Marsoni says, uh, thank you for this one. Diego Salazar, thank you, everyone. Great calls. John Bugliano, great episode today as usual. Um, Keona Carter, oh, she liked potty melt. Phil Eric Serta says, another PTCD episode that will immediately make my time Top 10 videos to show new hires. Exciting stuff. Wow. That is exciting stuff. And basically, if you connect with uh, certainly Dooner or myself on LinkedIn, mine will be up sometime this afternoon, but the Audible name feature. Click on that. Yeah. Uh, and just go whenever you see us on social media, click on it and we'll have something funny in there. Yeah, if you want to use these episodes for training, these are available on demand. We'll post the uh, the article on FreightWaves.com. Of course, we'll have a video and audio link. You download the FreightWaves TV app, which is free. You can watch all the back episodes of Put That Coffee Down. Uh, if you like walking the dog and getting jacked to the gym and listening to that kind of thing, you like them in your ears like I do. I don't, uh, you know, you, you can subscribe to Freightcast. You can subscribe to Put That Coffee Down. That has every Put That Coffee Down episode. Or just look up Freightcast on your favorite podcast player of choice. And that has every single FreightWaves podcast, including Kevin Hill's Great Quarter Guys, including my What the Truck, including including the morning minute uh, exclusives like the midday market update, which will be live tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern time right here. Same channel, right? FreightWaves LinkedIn, FreightWaves Facebook. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Kevin, uh, you going to go make some cold calls now? I think I will. I, I think I'll make some cold calls today because I'm pumped up and I want everyone to go out there and make some sales, make some margin this week. And Ashley Tompkins says, I am a new sales rep in the transportation industry, and I've been learning a lot from the show. I appreciate you guys. Well, Ashley, we appreciate you. We appreciate every one of you in the comments. And for those of you who ask how you can give back, just like the show if you see it on social or share it out, tell a friend. Uh, And if you really feel like it, leave a review on iTunes. All things help. Right, Kevin? 